What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sahil Cycle Show, where we interview some unstoppable entrepreneurs who are dominating figures in their businesses. Sahil here, back again with an awesome, insane guest this time. We are going to interview a legend in this entrepreneurial space who has worked with people like Sir Elton John or Elon Musk. He's a coach, a speaker, a podcast host, a brand designer, an author, all in all, a creative disruptor. He has been quoted as the real-life wizard of Oz by Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. He is the best-selling author with books like Blue Fishing and Go for Stupid. What's up, everyone? This is Sahil here, and welcome to The Sahil Sagal Show, where I'm going to be interviewing some crazy entrepreneurs out there who started from scratch with no experience, resources, and connections, and then later on became unstoppable and dominating figures in their respective businesses. We're going to dive deep into the mindset of these super successful entrepreneurs to find out how they did it and how you can model it too. It's time to pick their brains and uncover all the strategies and tactics which these entrepreneurs use to scale their businesses from nowhere to multiple six, seven, and eight figures. Welcome to The Sahil Sagal Show. Without any further ado, let's welcome Steve Sims to our show today. Hey, hey, hey. welcome, Steve. How you doing? I was looking at your intro. <clears throat> There's a whole bunch of people on there that I know. So I'm obviously in good company. You got some good cats in there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And your journey is really, really inspiring. And uh, I've been doing, doing this now, Steve Rabbit Hole, and consuming a lot of stuff of yours. <laughs> and I must say, you are doing things differently, man. Like, literally, I've heard so many stories on other podcasts that you were been, uh, talking about. I want to know, for the people who are living under the rock, who don't know about you yet, when and how you were bitten by this entrepreneurial bug. Wow. When, uh, when and where? I suppose at birth. Um, I think entrepreneurs, we're different. And the trouble is the bad ones, um, the bad entrepreneurs out there try to fit in. And when you realize that you were never meant to, you know, you, you're different. You know, you're, you're taller, bigger, wider, louder, whatever. You're different to everybody else. Once you realize that, that's when you step into your unicorn. So I grew up very curious um, and quite simply, you know, getting into trouble and going down the wrong ways because I was a case of, well, well why can't we do that? And why does it have to be done like that? And of course, you're in school where the answer only is one and it fits in a box. And if you have any other answer, if you go, well, hang on a minute, I understand the answer you're trying to get me to give you is box number A. But have you thought if you redirect this in, and they don't want to accept it? So school, education, work, tax, banking, government, there's a lot of things that love to work on a structure that was created 50 years ago. As entrepreneurs, we create something 10 minutes ago and then we fix it again in 10 minutes and then we alter it in another 10 minutes and then we franchise it and scale it in another 10. We don't sit still. So I think I was constantly getting in trouble because I was that curious kid. But also, sadly, I didn't have any direction. I didn't have podcasts. I didn't have Instagram to show me how inadequate my life was. I didn't have any of those things. Now, I can guarantee you, and you know, it's always hard to do that, but I am doing it now. I guarantee you, everyone listening to this podcast is not a settler. Everyone here is slightly aggravated. Everyone here wants that little tip, trick, 
tactic to give them that unfair advantage. And we didn't have that when I was growing up. So I'm really thrilled. So my hat off to you that you're doing that. But the whole point of podcasts, YouTube, you know, reels, whatever, is to capture and in, and, and consume as much information as possible to give you that advantage to take your curiosity to impact. That's beautiful, man. And yeah, you said it right. Like you have been doing it from long decades. Obviously, there was no social media at that time, no Instagram thing and all that stuff. How do you do? How did you do that? Like prior to social media, how was it looking like it before the social media? Celeste, how old are you? I'm 31. 31. All right. So, you know, you still had part of your life without social media. Yep. Social media isn't the answer. And a lot of people turn around and go, oh, yo, how did you do this before YouTube? How did you do this before ChatGPT? There's a book, and I'm sure you've heard of it, although not everyone's read it, Think and Grow Rich. Of course. Okay? It's a very, very famous book. It's set back way in the days when they were talking about newspapers and radio being the latest technology. And it's kind of a slow book. But what it does teach you is that we are constantly disrupted. We are constantly distracted. Now, you can turn around and go, hey, what was it like before social media? Well, before social media, we had post and we had, you know, there was a lot of drop posting going on and mail, mail marketing. So there's always been different vehicles. At the moment, we're all sitting here going, oh, my God, how's ChatGPT? And you've got people that couldn't write an email, but all of a sudden they're writing an entire freaking article on their social pages and they've just become Hemingway. The point is... Not to look at what you didn't have, but look at what you used as the vehicle then. I realized then, back then, that I needed the right room. I needed mm. people to surround me that were supportive, that was challenging. I didn't want cheerleaders. I didn't want people going, oh, Steve, you're wonderful. I wanted people going, well, hang on a minute. Why are you doing that? Have you not thought of this? I wanted people pushing me. I wanted people challenging me. I wanted people helping me to grow. And then once I'm where I am, I want to return and go, well, hang on, how can I get you where you were? And you play the ladder game. That's what I realized. Back then, great things happen when you're in great rooms. Now, you can do that with social. You can also not do it with social. You can completely miss the boat. I said to someone the other day, um, we run a, a media company and I said, oh, Threads. Yeah. Do you have your username on Threads? And the guy was like, no. And I was like, why not? And he was like, oh, it's got to be a fad. What if it's not? What if it's mm. not? What if someone takes your username and in three years time, you're stuck with the real whatever or I am because you were such an idiot not to grab your real estate back then. And here's the point. It's free of charge. As long as social media is free, you don't have an excuse not to jump on every single one. Now, trust me, I jumped on Triller. I jumped on um, a parlor. I've jumped on MeWe. I've been on a ton of, a ton of social medias that don't even exist now. But I always grab my real estate because you never know. And all those people yeah. out there that go, oh, no, no, it's not for me. Well, look, TikTok started off as dancing little girls. Now it's the number one platform for major companies to show movie premieres and trailers and things like that. Facebook yeah. started off as a college campus app. You know, now mm. look at it. Before social, we had different distractions. 
We've now got social. We've now got AI. Don't put a name to it. Just recognize it's a different distraction. But every single thing that comes up, understand this is a way of developing my room. I did a, um, it's a shallow plug, but you know, I've got my website here, stevedsims.com. We've got a room called Sims Distillery where we actually That's create and get everyone to do things differently. You said before that I don't do things like other people. Well, that's because I don't know how to do them. Mm. And the beauty about being uneducated is that I'm not sticking to the guidelines and perimeters and lanes that everyone has force fed everyone to say, that's how you do it. An entrepreneur's mm. education is getting a smack in the face and then going, oh, shit, I needed to have ducked. That's how we learn. Entrepreneurs learn by mistakes. Entrepreneurs learn when things don't go right. The, 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 the crime is not to take that, uh, that failure and twist it into education and just quit. But as long as we're learning, we're either growing or we're learning. Simple as that. Yeah, that, that's all right, man. I have went to your that Sims distillery page as well. And the price you have mentioned over there, man, that is crazy. I was like looking at twice. Did he miss a one again or some zeros at the end? <laughs> yeah, we got we got two. We got one that's a video thing we're piling out. If you go to stevedsims.com, you'll actually see on there the actual Sims distillery bit. But yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's a community. We In fact, here's the funny thing. You're the first to know about it. Because we only launched a new community this morning. So oh, wow. if you looked at it last week, it was a different beast. But this morning, we actually launched a community. So you're the first one to know. You got it hot off the press. <laughs> Good. Man. I saw the starting date. I think it's what, 1st of August. That's correct. Over there. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. That's cool. I'll be dropping that, obviously, the link of that under the show notes. And uh, just stepping back to that thing where you were uh, mentioning about all these things or the social medias and all. Uh, so I, I'm curious to know, what was your first business model? Like what was your first venture when you started? Or Do you know, it? I didn't, uh, <laughs> do you know, no one's ever asked me that question. So I've done the usual kind of like car cleaning and, and getting your bins out uh, and those kind of things. But I never, ever had a business model because I grew up in a brick lane firm you know my my mum and dad owned a tiny tiny little construction company and I was there just to kind of help out with that so I always thought I was going to be on the building site but I realized I had no one to talk to I had no one to actually discuss anything with that would push me and so I never went out to start a business a lot of entrepreneurs go well I was selling newspapers at the age of eight I was trying to get into a conversation. I was trying to find someone that was successful to interview them. I've always said that if podcasts existed back in the 80s and the 90s, I'd have been doing podcasts because I just had this insane desire to consume why you were successful and I'm not, why you had opportunities and, I'm, and I didn't, why you were wealthy, why you had – how come you and – and that sounds a very bitter – almost aggressive kind of way you know mm. it wasn't it wasn't bitter it wasn't jealousy but i really wanted to know and i was so aggravated i'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story and anyone listening to this and can't see it we probably need to explain that i'm not the prettiest guy in the planet i'm a big ugly biker and i've always been like that 
But back in the day, I was probably about 17 years old and I just came out of a pub because me and my buddies, we couldn't afford any more beer. And we were about to jump on these old shitty motorcycles that, you know, started whenever they felt like it. And this guy pulled in in a nice car. I don't even know what the car was, Mm -hmm. but it was just nice. And he gets out of the car and he puts a jacket on. I'm stood there, shitty motorcycle, leather jacket, crash helmet in my hand. He gets out of a car and puts his jacket on. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, at my point in life, I looked at this guy like he was Sir Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Larry. I looked at this guy as though he was all of those guys wrapped into one. I don't know what he was, um, but he just looked as... And then his girlfriend got out of the car. And I'm like, hang on a minute. He's got a pretty girlfriend. He's got a beautiful car. It's new. He's putting a jacket on to go into the pub. How the hell is he so successful and I'm not? And I, on, this is true story. I ran over to him with my crash helmet in my hand. And I went, hey, 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 I need to ask you. How come, how come you're so rich and I'm not? <laughs> now, as you'll appreciate... This guy jumped in his car and almost drag stripped out of that car park. And all I wanted to know was I wanted the answer. I wanted to know why were you rich and I'm not. I sure shit thought that he could walk in there and buy as much beer as he wanted. I knew I could only buy two beers and I was going home. But I asked him that question so badly that he ran away from me. And I turned around to my buddies and my buddies just looked at me and laughed. And I was like, I wanted to know. And they said, yeah, yeah, we know that, Sims, but look at you. You've just gone running at the guy with a crash helmet in your hand. You just scared the shit out of him. He's probably going to go straight home and order a pizza. He's going to be terrified to leave the house for a month. And I realized then the problem wasn't in the question. It was in my delivery. Mm -hmm. So I started tweaking it. And literally, even today, I went through, how come you're rich and I'm not? Then I was like, how come you're wealthy and I'm not? That didn't get me the answers. But a good question to ask people is, hey, how do you see success? Or what does success mean to you? Because if I say to you, how rich are you? You think of a number. If I say to you, how wealthy are you? You start thinking of your lifestyle and your family. If I start talking to you about success, it's your mindset. It's your positioning. It's your value. What do you see value in? You see, Mm. poor people, and here's where I get canceled. Poor people look at dollar signs. Mm. Affluent people look at value. How Mm. much value is in that? And if the value exceeds the dollar amount, that works. But a poor person will go, well, how much I can't afford that. They won't look at it and go, I can't afford not to. Mm. They will just look at the dollar sign. So it's a different mentality. So I've now fortunately had conversations with everyone from Elon Musk to the Pope. And I ask that question. Hey, what does success mean to you? Mm. You know, if you were to, if you were to curate your own success, what would it look like? Right. Yeah. And I love having those conversations with people. And I've had some really interesting feedback from some amazing people because of it. Oh, that's amazing, man. That's uh, another way to look at it. And obviously, when you're talking with these people, you got to be approaching differently that they are not after yeah. payment thing or the money thing and all that. They are beyond that. So what do you think is the one thing that 
really took you to these big tables with big sharks out there was it just the curiosity or you know that thing that you went out to ask them what was it so it was definitely curiosity um and also i think it was ignorance um ignorance yeah ignorance um i remember my wife once said that my superpower was ignorance and i thought it was an insult until she explained it a lot of people won't do something because they're scared that holds them back they won't invest in themselves because they feel as though they can't monetarily afford it they won't look at the value they'll look at the price tag so they don't proceed a lot of people will use excuses as though they're freaking cryptocurrency and they're going to pay their mortgage and they will collect those excuses your excuses are there to define what you need to do they're not there to stop mm-hmm. you you should never hide behind an excuse. If you're too fat and you, you, you don't want to go to the gym, you know you need to go to the gym. If you can't afford mm. the payments, you know that money's the problem and therefore you need to do. Your excuses are the definition of what you need to do, not mm. for you to hide behind them. So for me, I was always that kind of innocent, ignorant child that would just walk into a room and go, hey, I want to know, Sahil, how did you do that? You know, hey, Sahil, if I'm going to do a podcast, how do I start my podcast? Mm. And I learned that the brevity of a question made it powerful. I knew that you should ask a question and then shut up Mm. and just wait for the answer. And so I think it was that overpower. And my wife's always said, "I'm, I'm I'm 56 this Thursday. And my wife has always said, I'm a 56 year old, five year old. You know, I've never stopped being that kid that just wants to grow. And even today, if I see someone do something, I went to the X Games the other day um, on Saturday. Now, again, 56-year-old guy at the X Games. And there was this kid that was doing these BMX tricks. And I said to him, I said, you know, what's it like being so high up? You know, doesn't that scare you? And he said, I don't look at the height. I look at the trick. And the trick just happens to be I need to go high to do it. If I went up there and I was looking down, guess where I'm going to hit? This is a kid educating me on his perspective, his reframe. I'm looking at the height and going, Mm. oh, shit. And he's looking, well, hang on. If I don't go high enough, I'm going to hurt myself. So I need to go high, but I'm not looking at the height. I'm concentrating on the trick. And so it was all that kind of stuff. So even today I have a, a thirst and a desire to educate myself. And that education can come from some of the strangest places. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, man. That's, I love that thing of ignorance thing, what your wife mentioned. Yeah. And, yeah. It's good. Uh, it it. Well, how many, how many of us, the classic imposter syndrome, how yeah. many, and actually it was Alex Sharfin that said, Alex Sharfin said, um, the imposters don't get imposter syndrome they already know they're imposters okay mm-hmm. for us whenever we've got that kind of doubt that's not really doubt that's excitement that's apprehension you know but yeah. also if you're a little bit concerned that you don't fit in you'll strive to provide value and mm-hmm. that makes you fit in more than anybody else so I'm, I'm a great believer that, you know, that doubt, that fear, that apprehension, these are good things. These are good signs that tell you the right kind of person to be there. 
Absolutely. Uh, Alex also talks about that. We entrepreneurs are wired differently. That's what he yeah. uses that. Uh, uh, yeah. Must agree on that part. So what's your advice on the people, like to the people who want to build this crazy connections with all these big names out there as, and as we already talked about, it's not the money or it's not a paycheck thing that they are worrying about. So what do you think? What's the advice that you want to give to the people? It's value. Um, I do this little thing whenever I speak and I coach called the barbecue game. You probably heard it, you know, me on, on another podcast doing it. So I won't do it because you probably already heard it. But I will, I will pick someone in the audience and I will go, hey, I want to talk to you about all you need to know about building relationships. And this is how we're going to start. I'm having a barbecue on Saturday night. You're in town. And I say to you, hey, you know, whatever your name is, come to my barbecue party on Saturday. What's the first question you ask me? And the question would be like, uh, what time does it start? All right. Starts at eight o'clock. What's the second question? Where is it? Okay. I'll give you my address. What's the third question? Uh, what should I wear? Great. What's the fourth question? Anyone famous going to be there? Great. And this is in an audience. And I yeah. do this so many times and I'm astounded by it. I never pick on a lady. Never pick on a lady to do this mm-hmm. because all the ladies out there at the moment are going, what shall I bring to the party? That's the ladies question. <laughs> Us guys, we're there. Will anyone famous be there? Can I take photographs? Can I bring a mate? And I mm-hmm. had this guy recently. I did a gig in um, uh, Venice, uh, Venice, Italy. I think it was 12 questions he asked me before the girl next to him that had been elbowing him for the last 10 minutes and went, what can I bring to the party? And he went, oh, yeah, um, what can I bring? And I went, hey, congratulations. Mm. 12 selfish uh, questions and one that looks after me. And most people step into a relationship because it'll benefit them. They will get mm-hmm. to meet other people. They'll get a good paycheck out of it. They'll get a good source of referrals. All of these things help them. Mm-hmm. But every time you walk into a relationship, you've got to walk in and go, hey, so hell, thank you for having me in your circle. But how can I help you? How can I bring juice mm-hmm. to your relationships? What are you working on that maybe I can help you with? Beautiful. Now, every relationship needs to be that. So I need you I need you all out there at the moment and ask yourself, every relationship you have, are you bringing anything to the table? If not, okay. step up your game. But that's why I have the relationships I have. Everyone I've ever met, they already know I need something. You know, yeah. they already need they already know that they are maybe richer, more successful, more well-known. They already know they've got that. And they're looking mm-hmm. at me going, what does he want? So when I turn up on my first conversation and I bring some value and I go, Hey, I know you're working on this. I've actually got this. Would it help if I got you on this podcast to talk about it? And they're like, Whoa, uh, I've only just met you and you're helping me out. Right. Thank you. That's how you do it. What can you bring to the party? That's right on, man. I, I really love that. And a lot of time we just being hesitated to say that or you're, we are looking for the right question to ask or right thing. Well, now, now you gave me, man. Uh, I'm going to use this a lot. <laughs> That's Do beautiful. it, please. It'll make a better planet that I'll be happy to live in. Absolutely, man. And while you were doing this, I'm having this follow-up question coming in the mind. While you were doing all the reaching out to all the people, I'm sure you got some no's as well. So which, which ones were more at that time? Like you got more yeses, more no's, or how did you deal with that? So I worked for an insurance company once 
and mm. they would give you a sheet of paper and you start at six o'clock at night and you finished at like nine o'clock at night and you would just phone people and disturb them during their dinner and go, Hey, how are you? My name's Steve Sims. I'm with such and such life company. And have you ever thought of the impact of your partner? was? And you'd just go into this spiel. Yeah. And most people will be like, I'm having my dinner, slam the phone down. Mm. Now the insurance company gave me a piece of paper and on that piece of paper, who I was calling, what time I called them. I'd have to fill it in. What time I called them, the response. Now, the response nine times out of ten was, bugger off, yeah. in a little bit more vulgar terms. You know, I'm having dinner. You know, oh, my God, your life's so sad that you're calling me at night. I would get so many insults. And I remember the first week when I, had to, when I would do my form, and you had to put it in every night. Every night I would look at the form and at the bottom you had to say how many phone calls you had done, how many appointments you had got. Mm. And it would always be like 98 phone calls, three appointments. So when you've got those kind of numbers, what are you focusing on? You're focusing on the fact that 98 people told you to go screw yourself or, you know, apart from the appointments, 95 of them, which is a much, much larger number than the appointments and i was pretty good at it you know but even still you don't get all of them so then yeah. the following week and i'd had that for a whole week and every week i'm going home and i'm thinking i made a hundred phone calls and i got five appointments you know and that's mm -hmm. celebrating but it was it's really bad five percent so the following week again with that entrepreneur mentality i went into the office turned the piece of paper over and I only recorded the yeses. Mm -hmm. I put the name, the number, the yes. This is the appointment date. Now, halfway through the night, I've only got one piece of paper, only with positivity. I'm not making a note of the no's. I'm not registering them. I'm not even thinking about them. I can't remember how many I got. All I can remember was the last call I made, Sarah said yes. And the one before that, in between a couple of phone calls, Julian said yes. Mm. Now, I don't know the exact number, but I'm going to make it up for the purpose of this. I remember the first night that I did this, I got eight appointments. Uh -huh. Now, I, got, I know I was well over half of what I had got on my best day the day before. The following day, same again. The following day, guess what? Same again. Hmm. Because all I was focusing on was the positivity. I'm pumped. Okay. And then by the end of the week, I'm getting like 10 and 11 and 12. Hmm. And at the end of the week, when we had to put our call sheet in, guess what happened on Monday morning? Was I was celebrated? Was did, did everyone rejoice because I was making it? You're going to love this bit. They did a verbal warning that they were going to fire me. And the what? reason was I didn't complete this form. And I said to him, hang on a minute. When I completed hmm. your form, just like everyone else in the room, we ended up with two, three, four appointments on a phenomenal day five mm. on a bad day i made eight 
on a good day, I made 12. And you are going to discipline me for creating a new system where I only look at positivity. Now, here was mm. the dumb thing. My, my manager was looking at me going, I, 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 I'm with you, Steve. Mm. I don't understand it, but I'm with you. And the head uh, was like, I, I know, but we have to follow these guidelines. And I'm like, for who? You know, you want appointments. Here's right. the appointments. But sometimes change is seen as a problem. And as mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, we change things. We How much shit did Elon get for purchasing Twitter? You know? Yeah. How much? <laughs> exactly. You know? Now yeah. Twitter's going to be called X. You mm. know? Yeah. How many people are like, moaning about people don't like to change things? Mm. But the leaders of the planet, that's all they do. They, ch they change and they disrupt. And that's what I was doing. In the end, believe it or not, I got fired from my job. I was the top salesperson. I'm not joking. I was the top salesperson in my branch. Uh, sorry, not in my branch, in my area. And there were other branches mm. in there. They did an awards ceremony at the end of the year, and I won the top three awards. Consistency, salesperson, top three awards I walked home. Because I remember going home, and I'd left one of them in the hotel room. Never did get it. But, you know, so I only took two of the awards home, and I went home to my wife going, I actually won three, but I left one in the bloody room because I was drunk. The bottom line of it is I got fired very shortly after that because I wouldn't complete the documentation. That's crazy, man. But glad you got fired. <laughs> and again, isn't that the beauty? I got fired. And again, you got to look at it. There's a guy called Sean Stevenson. Alex knows him. Um, well, knew him. Sadly, he passed away many years ago, but he'd never leave us. He always used to say, was this done to me or was it done for me? Right. And although I didn't know that statement at the time when I was fired, as he's firing me and the two guys in the room are scratching it, because bear in mind, they get commission off of me. That's how the insurance world works. Both of them are going, we, we, we don't want, can you not just conform to the paperwork? And I was like, why? If I conform, I'll go back to the way it was because that's what steers you. When you're looking at X, that's what happens. It's called fixation. When you're looking at how much money you've got in the bank account and you're going, oh, I don't have enough money, you're fixating on the wrong thing. It's like trying to turn yeah. left while looking right. You've mm. got to put your eye on where you want to go, not where you are or where you've been. And they right. fired me. And as they're firing me, I just remember going, this is crazy. But it was also teaching me lessons and making me realize under Alex's route, I'm wired differently. Yeah. And you're firing me for earning the most amount of money in this office. Really Who's got the problem? <laughs> and that was it. Glad, glad it happened for you, man. Oh, I'm very, yeah, you. yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this chat. Otherwise, Absolutely. I'd be phoning you up at 8 o'clock at night trying to sell you insurance. So <laughs> let's, let's just be thankful that that never happened. And I'll be like, later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bye. Peace out.
<laughs> thank you so much man for sharing all this uh, there is so much wisdom in it what you just said and each everything we shared i know you are limited on time as well so i just want to ask what is the last advice you want to share with our listeners and also where uh, they can find more information or learn more about you Well, we've already done that plug. Steve D. Sims, uh, D for dashing and only one M in Sims. Steve D. Sims. You can find out about my book. You can find out about Sims Distillery, my community, all on there. And the last piece of advice, don't chase perfection. Get mm. going and then get good. That's all I can tell you. You know, just relish in the education. If it's a failure, if it's a mistake, if you lose all your cash, look for the education in it and it won't happen again absolutely that's right on that's a gold and gold not the gemina gold and diamond nugget out there so people who are watching or listening to us you got the right advice from the man himself steve d sims uh so we're going to be ending up this episode going to be coming up with another episode very soon till then stay tuned bye take care everyone thank you so much for listening to the podcast and if you have enjoyed this episode make sure to visit dreamclientsecrets.com to get more information about how you can grow and scale your online business and if you love this show don't forget to leave me a five star review and i will see you in the next episode